everybody. Welcome to uh, our CarCast podcast series. My name is Tim Draper. I am your host uh, for the CarCast series, and this is the first one of the new year. And with me, as always, our esteemed panel, starting with... Carlos. Amanda. Randy. All right. We got them all here today. And so... Um, with that in mind, Amanda, we, uh, we're starting a new year. So what's going on? So if, in case you missed it, uh, January is Financial Wellness Month, and our marketing team sent an email to all members and employees about some things to look at for the new year. And so we're going to hit some of these today. And if you need a copy of the email, let us know, and we'll reach out to you. Yeah, and, and uh, you know what? Warning, uh, it's easy to get overwhelmed. You look at, and there's, uh, I believe there's 10 items on here, and you might look at these and say, ah, you know, from, uh, some, from some spending things that may have happened in December, I don't know why, but, um, so we're gonna go through these, and basically the whole idea about this is to empower you, is to give you information and help you realize that by following these things, which are, most of them are pretty simple, that um, you can really be on the right path for financial wellness. So what do you guys want to, what do you want to lead off? There's a whole bunch of things on the sheet, right, Amanda? I mean, there's 12 different subjects. Yeah, there's 12 different subjects. I think the first thing we really need to look at is a review of our accounts. Um, and I think it's important to make sure that you're in the right accounts and, you know, there's no fees being charged if that's, you know, what is important to you um, and understanding what kind of accounts you're in and how to best use them. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, our, our, you know, some, some really telltale signs are, you know, um, NSF fees and overdrafts um, is, you know, what's, what's going on in that piece. Um, but also, um, you know, some, some accounts are set up so that there's only, you know, certain access to it. And uh, are, you, are you in the things that are, are, are best for your, for your situation? That's what's um, funny. Go ahead, Carlos. I'm sorry. Um, I would add that uh, when I was client-facing at my previous bank, um, review your accounts also for things that you, A, didn't authorize, or B, you thought you canceled. You'd be amazed how many people I would go through their accounts, and they'd be like, uh, what's this PlayStation charge? I say, it could be a kid. <laughs> it, it could be one of your kids, or it could be fraud. Or what is this, what is this subscription? Well, it's an automatic subscription. A lot of websites, now you have to not opt in to subscribe, but opt out, okay? So you might buy something on Amazon, or you might buy something you thought you bought it once, but because you didn't uncheck a tiny little box somewhere, now that becomes a monthly charge. Some people would be getting charged a year, okay? A year worth of $20, and they never notice it. So part of review your accounts, also review it for Things that either A, you thought you canceled, or B, maybe one of your kids signed up for something, or you didn't authorize altogether. Right. You know, it's funny. I was, uh, I, personally, when I was, I have to review my accounts because sometimes I've set up accounts for boards that I sit on or organizations that I'm affiliated with, and I forget that I've set those up. And the organization no longer is in existence, but the account still is in existence. So I've actually found myself on the treasurer's list of unclaimed property because I had, you know, been part of an organization as one of the principals, and my name is still on the account. So it's uh, it's interesting. So reviewing accounts is definitely a, a first step. But I think that leads into as well with reviewing your accounts. You know, ties into our next topic that we're going to talk about, which is our savings and emergency fund. 
because if you have money that's left over, you can really look at what the CD rates are, are the, out there. You know, do you have money sitting in a savings account that's not earning anything right now? And can you do something else with it? So it ties in, but it's another important fact. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, uh, about the effects of, uh, of December, which is uh, a real budget buster for a lot of people. Um, thinking hard about an emergency fund, think about, you know, in your family, if something serious happens, I mean, a serious automotive problem, a serious uh, heating problem, uh, you know, a major increase in rent or something, how would your, how would your budget be able to handle that? Uh, can you absorb some of these? Uh, I mean, inflation's been tough. Uh, we've all noticed it. You go to the, the grocery store and things are 15, 20, 30% more. So, um, Having an emergency fund can can help you with something uh, catastrophic or out of the ordinary comes up and that you don't have to either just, oh, I'm just going to put it on my credit card and worry about it later or, you know, having to, to go to family or things, whereas you, you'd be able to actually, you know, put, put an amount away and this is the time to go, to go to HR and say, hey, I'd like to change and have X amount of dollars put away weekly. I mean, we're still lucky we get paid weekly. And um, it makes it a lot easier to budget that way. And, and, and then once you get used to not seeing it, it grows. And then when something happens, that's what you use. I think one of the relevant things on that is um, if you rent or own a home, our electric bill has skyrocketed, mm. right? And I think everybody is facing that where all of our electric bills have gone up. And that was something that you couldn't budget for because it just came all of a sudden out of the blue. So being able to have that emergency fund to kind of backfill until you get your budget refixed and not have to worry about where you're going to take that money from or what bill you're not going to pay to pay the electric bill. Right. And although you would think it's common sense, um, I read that more than one in five Americans have no emergency savings because we're not talking about your regular savings. You know, you have most people have a check in the savings, but that's not. I wouldn't consider that an emergency savings, you know, because people touch their regular savings. So I always tell people, you know, if you do have a savings account, have another one that you 100% don't touch, you know, and that's an emergency savings. And as a lot of people are feeling right now with this rain and this flooding, that's an emergency. No one planned for this flooding. No one plans, you know, for a true emergency. So most people right now have to reach for a credit card, probably a high percentage credit card, to pay for an emergency. And that's why having a separate account that you do not touch, um, the account I have, you know, everyone in my family, my wife knows that that account, the emergency account is not for, oh, we want to go to a restaurant or we want to buy extra groceries. Or vacation. Yeah, it's not for that. That's The regular savings account can right. be for that. Right. But I have one account that we do not touch. This is... One of us is sick. One of us is out for three months of work or the house catches on fire, a true <coughs> emergency. And then you'll be glad you had that. So a, I'm sorry, so just a quick, a quick way to fund that account, which is something that, that I do um, in my own personal life is I'll have a little bit using electronic banking, using uh, digital banking. I would simply set up a, a weekly uh, withdrawal from one account to my emergency savings account. Doesn't have to be a lot of money, five, 10, 20 bucks, whatever you can afford on a weekly basis. But if you set it up that way, it's a forget, it's a set and forget, right? You just do it and then you don't think about it anymore. And then that money goes in there and over time, you all of a sudden look at that account and go, oh, 
I have a couple thousand bucks in there. That's that's pretty good. That's an emergency fund. And I think it's important that if nobody has an emergency fund right now, like you said, Tim, the five, ten, twenty dollars, whatever you can afford, it's just putting away something every week for those emergencies. And one of the perfect things coming up in a couple of months is going to be, you know, majority of people get a tax refund and uh, getting that tax refund and not just going, hey, we're just going to go spend it and, and, and have fun, but to take a portion of that, start as seed money for your emergency fund. Take a portion of that and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to save up for a vacation. I can be honest, this was the first year I specifically say, uh, put together um, a vacation, vacation account. I always yeah. just took it out of regular savings. Um, we always knew it was kind of in there, but, you know, I said, this, this, we wanted to go on to this little cruise thing. And um, I said, you know, let's let's know exactly what we have in there and not just guess. Because a lot of times, if you if you kind of ignore it, you kind of you're also ignoring the problems that could come up. And um, it's 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 hard to always face what it is that we owe and what we have and what we want. Um, but so I, I actually put aside, I call it a vacation club. I mean, a, vac- a vacation account and money goes in there. Every week. All right, you guys. We, go ahead, Carlos, but we're well, buttoned up against time, so just so you know. Okay, so one of the best ways that you can build this habit, because it has to be a habit, is celebrate a milestone. So once you set yourself, let's say you said, I want to have $500 in my emergency account. Once you reach that goal, you know, don't go crazy, but go ahead and celebrate. Buy yourself an ice cream. Buy yourself a... Uh, Not uh, going to Capitol Grill? No, no. That would defeat <laughs> the purpose. But if you celebrate that success, right, and then set another goal. If you were your goal was 500 now set 1000 Once you reach that milestone, go ahead and buy yourself whatever, a small little celebration gift and set another goal. Right. That's a great way to, that's a great way to think about it. Well, folks, we've we've come to the end of our podcast here. A um, couple quick reminders, folks. You can uh, submit questions to the CarCast team um, in Teams under the uh, employee channel. There's a little button up there that says submit questions. Um, and we encourage you to do that because there's a bunch of topics out there folks are very much interested in uh, learning more about, and we're happy to tackle those. Also, uh, Giving is in Our Genes program is still up and running, and uh, when we get into February, you'll hear about uh, the next organization that we're selecting. Um, and listen frequently here to, to the podcast. We're going to make an effort this year to make sure every month we have a new topic for you uh, and try to make it as interesting as possible and include with it some uh, uh, helpful, friendly tools, too, to help uh, make your financial journey and financial well-being a little bit easier to manage. That's great. Yeah, we'll, we'll be posting those uh, with links and, and copies of, of documents that'll, that'll assist you and give you the tips that uh, will help in this whole process. So with that, um, my name is Tim Draper. Carlos. Amanda. And Randy. And we are the CarCast team.